0: This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by our good friends at Hedua, the Home Educating Family Association. You can find them online at hedua.com. On this week's episode, we are discussing family devotions. Now, over the years, one of the things we have seen as a hallmark of a good Christian homeschool family was their commitment, aside from curriculum and schooling, to a serious and regular time of family worship. Now, this wasn't just fringe Christian homeschoolers doing this. No, uh, leaders in the Christian homeschooling movement, uh, guys like Doug Phillips from Vision Forum, um, pastors like Vodi Bauckham, they could be found regularly at homeschool conferences explaining the importance of family worship. For example, here's a clip I found from the promotional package for Vodi Bauckham's Family Driven Faith book. And that was the first time that I encountered a family who was committed to regular family devotions. And
1: it was so odd and so different that it didn't really impact me right away because it wasn't something that i that i saw after that it wasn't something that
0: i was around after that but eventually it's something that god used to sort of remind me um, as it came time to establish this within the context of our own home family worship family devotions these are great things but for years Kendra and I have watched families struggle trying to accomplish this in their homes. You know, defeated fathers and mothers, um, jealous homeschool parents that are living in a world of comparisons with their friends, you know, wondering whether they're doing enough or doing it right. These are families that over the years have felt like they just couldn't measure up. So they give up. So on this topic, we're doing what we love. We're taking a real good look at a topic that some people in homeschooling can use as a measuring stick for success. It's our hope that on this episode, we can provide some ideas, some resources, and really some tools that you can hold on to for success when you sit down for family worship with your family Stay with us. This is episode 78, Devotions for the Real Family. This is Homeschooling in Real Life.
1: Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents, Andy and Kendra Fletcher, use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life.
2: Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to
0: welcome you to episode 78 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Can you believe we've done 78?
2: I can, because wow. we count them every week.
0: Yeah. So this one is called, um, what is this one called?
2: This is Devotions for the Real Family. Oh,
0: Devotions for the Real Family.
2: You and know what, Fletch? I was kind of thinking, what's funny about this topic is that I think for years in our religious, you know, our religious decade, <laughs> you know, that yep. decade where we were <laughs> we lost ourselves in religious behavior. This episode would have been different. It would have been telling everybody how to do. Family
0: yeah, that's funny. That's yeah. funny that you're going into this. You know, we just came off of a three week series on surviving the holidays, and it was very successful. But I can't tell you how excited I am to be back on this topic as well. Yeah. Because this is really our bones. Um, we're taking a topic that homeschoolers can get trapped in, mm-hmm. and we're going to turn it on end, and we're going to look at it from a different angle, and we are going to hopefully bring freedom to people in the issue of family devotion. So I'm very excited because I kind of feel like we're unleashed again. I feel like that three week break was the surviving the holidays series and, and it might've appealed to a few people, the family feud one, the, the financial strain and the, the third one on spread too thin. But I feel like this is who we are. This okay. kind of topic. Well,
2: we shined, we hope we shined Jesus all over all those topics in the same today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, i'm super super excited we're diving in so are you uh are you ready to get into this i'm ready man all right let's take a break we'll be right back hey kenj Yes. Uh, Holidays can be stressful. Very stressful. And so these episodes are on surviving the holidays. Um, How important is organization to you during the holidays?
2: Well, um, organization for me for the holidays starts in like January. Yeah, because what are... <laughs> Next year.
0: Yeah, but what are the things really in the holiday season yeah. that stress you out? It's the choir concerts. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, our girls are involved in a pretty serious choir with lots of performances. Um, there's also basketball season. So, I mean, some yeah. of you have sports thrown in there we on top of it. two birthdays. Birthdays. You know, just the regular stuff that happens to be during December. Yeah. <laughs> school
0: ending. My dental school, practice yeah. is cranking.
2: Yeah, and, the, and that's because kids are home for the holidays, right? Like well, college students and our, stuff.
0: Our college kids come home.
2: And people want to get their insurance in before the end of the year. People don't think about those things. No, so this might
0: be a good time for a planner.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: So over the last few months, I've been looking behind the scenes of Hedgua, and I've been introducing you to those people that put it together. I thought it would be great to sit down with a real mom who actually is using one of Hedgua's planners. So while you were recovering today, I got on the phone with one of your friends to talk about how she uses the planner. So I am on the phone with Uh, a good friend, Allie. And Allie, could you tell us a little bit about your family? Uh, How many kids do you have?
1: I have three kids. They are 14, 12, and 9.
0: So would you say that you are a busy mom? Yes. What kind of activities are your kids involved in?
1: See, the oldest just finished water polo, and now she's training for a marathon. And then youth group, which I get to go to with them on staff. And then the next one is in choir and drama. So two choirs. And then she plays piano and she's on a competitive swimming program. And then the little guy just finished football season. So you're a mom that's running uh, often all around town and needing to manage not just your own
0: schedule, but the schedules of kids.
1: You've been using the planner. Which planner have you been using? I have On The Go, which is totally appropriately named. And how have you been using it? Um, I have been using the month at a glance to plan kind of the broad sweeping picture of our schedule. And then it has... A day by day breakdown, and so I go in there and put down exactly what's happening and who's moving who from where to where. And then I've been doing um, meal planning in it, and there's a note section that I love because it just has lined pages that I can use for anything. I've been doing a shopping list in it. Pretty much everything it has, I've been filling in, and there are a few things in here that I have been planning that I haven't even been doing a good job of planning until I saw a spot to plan it in here. So.
0: Wow, so it's a uh, it's kind of a smart planner. It helps you uh, think of things you didn't
1: even come up with on your own. Exactly.
0: If you are interested in one of these planners, or maybe you know a homeschool mom that could use some organization in her life, and you'd like to surprise her with a Christmas gift, head on over to hedgwa.com, check out the Well-Planned Day Planner, check out all of their planners, and find one that fits your needs perfectly. That's the Home Educating Family Association at hedua.com. All right, so are you ready to get into this topic of family devotions? Yeah, I
2: am. I think it's a good one.
0: Let me so, tell you, yeah. I have felt like a total, utter failure <sighs> since we started with this.
2: Okay. So 20 years ago, something yes. like that.
0: Okay. Just feel like I'm like the family worship slob. You're a loser. Like a loser, loser. <laughs> um, so, and so, and this is why. This topic is coming out of a conversation I had. And I think I shared it with you, but um, hold on to your hats. I was at a Halloween party. Sorry, listeners, for Fletch. those of you that wouldn't go to one, I was at one um, dressed as a hippie. Fletch. <laughs> dressed as a hippie. And I was talking with a friend of mine. And we were talking about family devotions. And he shared this story that was very funny. He said, you know, like, it's like, I hate doing family devotions. I've got one teenager on the other side of the room that's like barely paying attention. Uh-huh. And then the other teenager who knows I'm getting angry that the other one's not paying attention. <laughs> so she's like totally making up for it. She's like yeah. answering every question, oh, yes. sitting right oh, next dad, to dad. thank
2: you for the yes. family devotions.
0: Yes. But really just wanting him to get done with it.
2: Right. <laughs> so, exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: So I, I came up with this idea. I'm like, this is something we need to talk about. I feel like a total loser this guy hates doing it because it's not working.
2: Mm. And I'm
0: wondering if we needed to talk about real family devotions. Like what's the real issue going on?
2: Like the family devotions where mom is pregnant and so she's exhausted and is falling asleep. Yes. And the toddler is <laughs> up and down from the table and knocking the milk over and answering anything and everything that makes no sense to the questions. Yeah. And yeah. Right. Well, and the, you- the teenager who thinks that you just think they're looking at their lap, but they're texting somebody. Yeah, they're texting on their- <laughs> the
0: whole time. So here's, how I decided to make myself feel better I decided to interview a bunch of guys (laughs) so I got on the phone and I interviewed a bunch of friends and I asked them one simple question Hmm. I said how are family devotions going Yeah, and I just want to share those responses with you so let's play those now how's family worship going (laughs) Jeez, are you kidding me that's your question (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not very good. How are family devotions going in your house?
3: Family Mm. devotions? Uh... Terrible? (laughs) (laughs) How is family worship going? Um... Uh... My... Let's see... (laughs) <laughs> I'm not satisfied with how it's going in short. How are you doing with family devotions? How am I doing with family
1: devotions? Not very well.
0: How are family devotions going?
3: Not well. Um, yeah, very sporadic. Uh, well, they would have to be going for me to put a qualifier on that.
0: How is family worship going?
3: Um, there, We don't have regular family devotion time in our household. We have conversations as we um, just kind of throughout the week, but not really a scheduled time. So from that standpoint, um, it's more of like conversations after church on the way home or youth group or when various things come up at school and we get a chance to talk about it. So... Um, and then lately we haven't had much time for dinner, but usually at dinner we go through, um, when we do have it, um, we'll go through a catechism. So Westminster catechism for kids. And we'll go through questions from that
0: standpoint. See, I'm not a total loser. I have a bunch of friends that are losers with me. (laughs)
2: Or as I say, you hang out with a bunch of losers.
0: Yeah. No, you know, it's just (laughs) very clear when we listen to all those responses that, you know, real family devotions, they're Everybody is challenged with this topic. Yeah. And you know what? Those people that were, you know, blowing smoke in the air about like the perfect Ma and Pa Ingalls family worship (laughs) pictures, you know what? Stick it in your ear because I felt so guilty for so many years that, you know, the little one wasn't bouncing on your lap while you were knitting and, you know, I wasn't playing the (laughs) fiddle around the kitchen, you know, and. What? You know. (laughs) So, um, and I, and I really appreciate why people do family worship, but I mean, these guys have made it clear that it's not just me who struggles with this and you know, their answers were all over the spectrum. So can we just start with why family worship sometimes doesn't work?
2: Well, I was going to ask you to even go farther back and say, is this something that's obligatory? Like, is this a biblical thing? Do we see this in Scripture?
0: Well, I think the gathering of your family to worship God and to identify them—I mean, you are bringing your family to an acknowledgment that you're believers and that you worship God, that you worship God the Father, yeah, and that He is central in your family. I, I see nothing wrong with that premise. I'm not even saying—I mean, I— I think it's important. Oh,
2: and it's the opposite. I mean, it's not that there's nothing wrong with it. It's that it's it's super important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, you are doing this um, to bring your family, just to constantly identify that you are believers. Um, You know I'm going to have an issue when it becomes a religious thing. So I don't want to get there yet. We'll get there. But let's start with what some of these guys said were some of the issues with uh, successful family worship. And again, not that I'm, I'm saying we're not doing this. It's just these are the roadblocks. Um, a lot of guys said multiple ages was an issue.
2: That's entirely an issue. I agree.
0: Yeah. So you finish up dinner. You're sitting around the dinner table. The whole family's gathered, which for a lot of years, 18 years in our family, regular dinners around the table. Now, I say 18 mm-hmm. years because that's when kids started leaving Right. You know, for colleges and schools and stuff. So um, we didn't have everybody there. But for a lot of years, we had everybody all eight kids Mm -hmm. sitting around Mm -hmm. our table, kids strapped into high chairs, you know, and from when they were real little. So it was natural for me to just pick up, you know, let's read scripture together, let's Spend some time praying together. Let's spend some time singing a hymn together, or something like that.
2: Yeah, but the reality is oh then my God, that's,
0: what? That's the reality is it never happened. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Well I was gonna say the reality is the baby in the high chair like accidentally bites his tongue and now is screaming and crying, right? And then, you know, somebody's sitting too close to somebody else on the bench around the table and so it's, you know, poking it somebody. It's a it. battle, yeah. It's a battle and then Oh my Stop goodness. At a majillion, bajillion other things. You know, yeah, and then
0: yeah. not paying attention and then right. you know, just random baby talk. Like wanting to talk about something completely set. You're in the middle of discussing <laughs> something super
2: something deep, something great from right. the book of right.
0: Deuteronomy and the Soteriology.
2: kids like, What?
0: <laughs> what is when is that movie from Star Wars coming right, out? Right. Oh, <sighs> you're just losing your yeah. So I think multiple ages is a real issue. Yep. You are trying to talk to teenagers yep. on tough topics yeah. and you're trying to not babify it down to these little kids. And I get it. Man, those people that you know are just head first into the family integrated movement. Hey, I was there. I know why you do what you do. But it's tough. And, and let me just say, I'm going to be the first one to say, I know it's tough. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you should just, hey, I'm going to soften this down. Sorry, teenagers. You're going to have to listen to... Uh, you know, who is God? Why did God make me? All the basics because we really want to include these little ones.
2: Yeah, and yet that's what realistically happened for some years in our family devotion time. I yeah. mean, that just, it just happens that way. And so, what's the solution?
0: Well, we'll get to it. All right. Yeah, we'll as get soon to as it. We're yeah. identifying the problem. I think yeah, we're all I like, think yes. We can get to it. Right. I think the second problem we should look at, or one of the second uh, roadblocks, is that we have these dads that are just wiped out, too tired.
2: Absolutely.
0: You know, we're not hanging around the farm and even then i think farmers would just be as tired as
2: absolutely dentists <laughs> yeah yeah
0: you get back in from a long day
2: a lot of guys have a commute you know mom's wiped and out they have jobs that that beat them up in the world you know you come home feeling like i need i need the strength of my wife and my family and a yeah, good meal and the world me. just yeah yeah you've often said that when you come home you just feel like you got to wash off the world yeah Literally, dentist. And you know,
0: there's dad (laughs) trying to, (laughs) there's dad coming in and trying to, and and he's falling asleep, and mom's falling asleep. Of course. Because again, it's the end of the day. That's the typical picture of bringing people around the family altar, and let's go sit in the living room now, kids, and y'all go in there, and I'm sorry, big, comfortable couches? Yeah. Well, that means one thing to me, sleeping. I'm going (laughs) to fall asleep. (laughs) Are you? Do you remember leading community group that night when I led the video?
2: Yeah. And, like and the, slept bit, the,
0: the thing clips off. I'm leading it. And this is our community group, and it gets yeah. over, and they're like, hey, Fletch, you want to wake up? I'm like, oh, yes, oh, there I am right
2: now. The other one I think about, I don't know if, if how many of our listeners have watched Gone with the Wind and remember the scene where their very devout Catholic family goes to the family altar. I mean, they actually had, like, a little chapel room in their big plantation home. Oh, that's funny. And, um, you know, these girls. <laughs> like, Scarlett O'Hara is she is just like how fast can i get out of here you know so they're all devoutly praying and she her eyes are open and she i mean it's just yeah. classic you know so
0: you know there's there's our second roadblock too tired our third roadblock that i've heard over the years and i think you can relate to this kendra is just you have no, i don't know i can't say this without probably offending a whole bunch of listeners so just hang in there please just don't flame me on this one
2: mm, it's coming <sighs> <laughs> it's just that
0: there's this picture of it just being so dang formal mm. like you
2: just said yeah
0: it's like oh we must you know solemnly gather around the the family mental and right. father will read from the king james version and there should
2: be a fire in the fireplace yes, and, and in california you know, when it's 85 degrees
0: you're not even in your pajamas. i mean it's not like me where i'm wearing you know What baggy shorts and a life is good t shirt right now with flip flops, and and I'd much rather be like out in the pool with my family doing this. And again, I'm not saying you can't do those things, I'm saying the picture is the picture we've been shown, the bag of baloney that we were shown in early homeschooling years by the um, uber religious community was that it had to be so formal.
2: Okay, I am embarrassed to tell our listeners this, but we were in a church when we were very um, entrenched in all of this homeschool has to look this way, has to be religious behavior or life. And we were asked to come up to remember this in a church service, we were asked to come up and demonstrate what family worship looked like in our home.
0: Are you kidding? Do
2: you me? not remember this? I don't
0: like sharing the story. I want to stop <laughs> sharing it.
2: <laughs> it was gag worthy. I am just telling you gag worthy. <laughs> like we just sat up there in our little dresses and you led family. I mean, Oh, it's... So ridiculous. Ridiculous. I ridiculous because... I've that out of my head. Well, I know, but so ridiculous because what an idol our family was portraying to other people. Like, oh, if you don't do it like the Fletchers, somehow you're oh, doing gosh. it wrong. I know. Gonna take a it, break. It's just... Yeah, I'm sorry. I
0: need to go through it. <laughs> okay. And in fact, that is a good place to take a break because um, those are maybe just three roadblocks. And there, you probably have more. You probably want to... You're probably shouting them out in your car. Um, let's take a break right there and come right back.
2: The Christmas season is upon us, and you know what that means. Yes,
0: it is the time to send Fletch a Christmas gift if you're a listener and nothing says happy
2: birthday baby jesus like a gift
0: from caroline's coffee
2: yeah well and in my world that would be tea as well
0: well you know i love caroline's because as a coffee drinker you can go on and search for your coffee by country of origin by roast or flavor profile but you're right you can also get tea
2: yeah and they will also custom gift wrap it in a box for you and deliver it right to the person you need it to go to
0: here's the best part 10% 10% off. What do they need to do? They just
2: need to go to homeschoolingirl.com slash coffee
0: And they can use our code, which is H-I-R-L You put that in when you're checking out at Caroline's, and your entire order is 10% off. Go do it, folks, and don't forget Fletch loves Guatemala coffee.
2: Oh, just ignore him.
0: What's, what hinders family worship? Uh, probably
3: busyness. What's the uh, problem? Um, me not uh, being motivated to do it. Um, well, one, the schedules are crazy. And so trying to get everybody to sit down at the same time um, and then trying to find something that interests them is hard. Um, a couple of things that we've started... You know, you can just tell, they're like, this is boring. Oh, do we have to do this? So that's been a challenge. I have found that I have to do sort of bite-sized um, spiritual truths, uh, maybe one verse or maybe one thought, and try to get discussion on that rather than, you know, take a passage or take a whole section of a book. It just doesn't work good. If I try to read more than two or three sentences, I've lost most of my family. And I think as long as uh, we can keep it short and to the point uh, and have a good point, uh, then they listen.
2: Well, welcome back. We are on episode 78, Devotions for the Real Family. And so we've talked about some roadblocks, Fletch. We have some more we're going to talk about because I think we have this thought in our heads that family devotions looks a certain way and must really conform to some lovely, beautiful picture on the cover of some magazine for every single family.
0: Yeah, so what's really going on behind the scenes here is that for a lot of years, Homeschooling companies, and I'll, I'll just pick out like Vision Forum um, or other. Oh, let's
2: please pick out Vision Forum.
0: That's the only one I can think <laughs> of right now. There's probably others. <laughs> can but we please? Were, um, but, you know, there are some homeschooling companies that were um, putting out publications. There were magazines like Patriarch Magazine. Uh, there was a lot of these just uber uh, rigid homeschooling um, ministries that were saying, yeah. this is how it looks. And
2: they still are. And, And is, again, are we saying there's anything wrong with family worship, family devotion? No, 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 no.
0: no, not at all. Not the concept, but, and this is where we'll get into what I was complaining about earlier, when it becomes a hope-shifting swing. Mm -hmm. So we are now, just like we put our hope into homeschooling, we are going to shift our hope onto family worship to be the thing that just rivets the faith into our kids' souls and that's That can even be part of it. You, I mean, I have no nothing wrong with someone saying, this is very vitally important to our family. We want our kids to know the God of the Bible, not the God of television, and I mean the God that's displayed on television. Right. Not the God that's right. displayed in culture. Right. Not the God that's displayed on Fox or CNN or BBC or whatever news channel you listen to. Not the God— that's even portrayed in the typical uh, neo-evangelical American church. We want to show him, show our kids, the God of the Bible. That's why we're doing this. Fantastic. To which Kendra and Fletch say, amen, hallelujah, we agree with you. That's a great thing you want to do. However, when you feel or when you say that if I don't do this, or if I don't do this a certain way, our kids are never going to meet the God of the Bible, or God's not going to reach them. No way, man. That's you are you are locking yourself into the um prison of bondage. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start thinking that if you don't do this a certain way mm-hmm. or if even worse, if dad doesn't do this. Oh yeah. You know, there's no room for mom in this. Mm-hmm. And to that I say Kendra has led family worship 100% better than I have over the life of our kids.
2: Okay, but that's logistics, because I am home homeschooling kids, and so we started our day, I don't even remember when our circle time, I've talked about this before, our group teaching time, you know, circle time is what we call it, years and years and years ago, and the very first thing I wanted to do was start our day focused on why we're here, you know, who made us Um, who's we are and what he's done for us. Um, And so that became part of our, our homeschool day. That was our circle time. And I always picked a devotional or we, we would um, read through. I remember one, one year we read through the book of John. We took a chapter a day and we went around the table. You know, everybody was shared the reading of this chapter and everybody illustrated their chapter. And I had this fantastic binder with everybody's illustrations from each chapter of the book of John. They're super fun to look back on that was never going to happen at seven o'clock at night. Right. But it happened because it was nine in the morning and we were fresh and the kids were there and, you know, we were, we could put on some music in the background and we could sing hymns together or we could, you know, do the seeds, worship CDs where they're memorizing scripture or we could, I mean, there's just so many things we could do. Sword drills, you know, where you tell, you know, you tell a kid, mm-hmm. go look this up and, you know, whatever, James two verse five or, you know, yeah. and then they had to go find it. And, and so, um, that happened regularly, not because I mean, yeah, I guess I was committed, but that's was my heart for our kids, right? But also just because I was home during the day. If the if the roles had been reversed, if you worked swing shift or night shift or something like that and you were fresh in the morning and wanted to do it, it would happen. Yeah. Right. And I think that does happen for some guys who work at home or, you know, whose schedules are different. They lead something around the breakfast table.
0: Yeah. And you know, you know I think one of the guys, even in the answers to the question, said you know, I don't do it. That's why it doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't do it. Yeah. And you know what? I think, you know, if you look back to some of those ministries that were pushing family worship, one of the things they were doing, they were helping to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children. Yeah. You know, grabbing that verse out of Malachi. Good Um, thing. And that's a good good thing, thing. you know. But when those dads suddenly felt the ton of brick burden on them because they weren't doing what they thought it looked like. And that really gets me into this point, you know, the first thing was, what's going on behind the scenes? Well, th- there's this hope shifting. That The second thing going on behind the scenes is that you just don't measure up in your own mind because you think other people are doing it better, differently, or you're not doing what you should be, which um, one of our listeners, uh, when I asked, one of our um, volunteer men, when I was asking them questions about this, and I particularly chose men, you know, because this is kind sure, of it falls on, topic. right, yeah. right. Um, one of them went into this topic, so let's listen to what he had to say. I love
3: that concept of um, <laughs> when you ask someone and they laugh, that's that's an uncomfortable response. So the question is uncomfortable for them. Uh, and then the other part of that is when they say not very well, um, If you know... If I answered not very well, it would be, I don't want to say I don't do it. So I'm just going to soften this response by saying, well, not very well. Yeah. Um, the, the counselor in me wants to chase that down and say, well, describe not very well. When was the last time that happened? <laughs> and so yeah. there's really define the term. But the other interesting thing is, is that we all um, create this, this kind of structure in our heads based on what we think other people are doing, yet those other people in the same way are thinking we are doing the same thing and, and thereby stressing out themselves. And so you've got this kind of um, pseudo existence of this thing that's actually supposed to happen, but it's not really happening. But we feel bad because it's not really happening, because in our minds the story we've created is that with everybody else it is happening.
0: So again, you have guys who think, I'm not measuring up to what the other guys are doing.
2: Yeah. Well, and let me tell you, I really firmly believe that a lot of the hope shifting in this instance comes from mom. And it's that this hope that if my husband leads our family well, if my husband is a godly leader, if my husband is a godly father, if this, then that, if I, you know, I hope this, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. And suddenly the hope is in how well he leads family devotions, how beautifully he leads our children to the cross, how much he prays for them. How, you know what I mean? How, what a great Christian dad he is. That's not our hope. it's lovely and a wonderful gift from God to to um strengthen us in that way and make us be parents who desire to lead our kids to him. It's not our hope,
0: yeah, and then ultimately, you know you think of these guys like like your brother, your brother Jeff, you know he would share something one time just in sharing. he's just a great teacher, yeah, he's really good at it, and so you know when I then compare it to you know this other guy over here who who really couldn't talk himself out of a shoebox right because that's not his skill set he's just kicking himself cuz he's not like this guy and i bring up jeff just because i've loved when jeff has you know talked to me there's times when he shares and i'm like man i wish i could share like that yeah he just yeah, really grasps concepts uh-huh. well he communicates it mm-hmm. well he's thoughtful or or seemingly you mm-hmm. know <laughs> he presents and projects that he's super thoughtful and You know, they are just some guys that that's not their normal strength.
2: Right. Absolutely. So there's
0: all these comparisons going on. It's just ridiculous.
2: Can you have a heart for your kids? You know, that verse we talked about, like that, that God would turn the hearts of the men to their families. Can you have a heart for your family and a heart for your kids and be really lame at this?
0: You know what, Kendra? My dad, I love him. Really lame at family worship. Yeah. I don't remember him ever leading us in family worship. Well,
2: you realize I'm asking a rhetorical question.
0: Yes, I know that. Yeah. And, And I would say, what about your dad? Did he lead you guys in family worship? I
2: can remember one time, one time growing up that my dad led us in some sort of family devotions, and it was when we were traveling and couldn't get to church. Yeah. One that would time be
0: the, that would be the one time I could re- remember from mm-hmm. my dad. Yeah. But do these men love their kids?
2: Oh my goodness! And does my dad love Jesus? Yeah, totally. So you know, I think we
0: can look back one generation and go, "We've thrown this stuff on us in the last
2: yeah. decade,"
0: and you know, it's all in light of the well, we've recovered this, we've we've found this again.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what? I think that's a pile of baloney. Sometimes well, I just think we need to get some of these burdens off our shoulder. And realize that there's going to be different ways. And really, we have some practical ways that we thought we would share with you. Um, you know, one of the things here, when you're considering how to do family devotions, you know, one thing came out of all these conversations with these guys. Keep it short. Yes. You think you're going to have to do this, like, full worship service with a beginning, an intro, a sermon, two hymns, a right. uh, collection, and then Listen, communion?
2: if we could— yeah. <laughs> Okay, just- <laughs> let's all put our robes on, and we'll do incense no. down the hallway. You know,
0: it's just so keep it short it can be yeah hey let's look at this verse okay but
2: here's the thing i want everybody to remember because i i think particularly when you have little kids you feel like you have to do all this stuff it is a lifetime of discipleship with your kids yeah lifetime unless some for some reason you don't have a relationship with adult kids and you know that that could happen but you know we've got a 22 year old who calls us, texts us, asks us things. What do you think about this? What do you, you know, help me think through this thing. Can I have some advice? And <laughs> that is, a, we're still discipling this 22-year-old. We're still discipling the 20-year-old. We're still, it We're is a lifetime. And so, you know, five minutes here, two minutes there, 15 minutes on a good day. <laughs> but yeah. it's a lifetime of walking alongside. Yeah, That's and it's really,
0: you get us to our second point, which, um, and I want to stop for a second. This isn't a recipe, people. Fletch and Kendra don't have it sewn up. Oh man, no. We're just sharing. We sat down over the last week and we've been hashing this out. So you might be looking at this and going, You guys are so off. Great. We're off. You know what? (laughs) There's other podcasts. But for (laughs) this podcast
2: (laughs) But I'm not I'm not (laughs) saying I'm not trying to be flippant.
0: I'm just saying like (laughs) you might think we're off. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. We've just talked through this for us and we're sharing again. Homeschooling in real life is the real life behind these microphones, what we've concluded for ourselves is not just keep it short, but keep it informal. I think more than once.
2: Well, I guess unless you're a really formal family. I mean, like if you come to the dinner table in tucks and, <laughs> and gowns, father, go for it, be formal. Father,
0: father <laughs> I don't that, want to sing. Sorry, that was a reference back to... Money python um no but if you you're true that's true you there could be more formal but like i was saying like not everybody is (laughs) everybody in the pool we're gonna go swimming and uh, i want to ask you guys some questions
2: yes you know
0: simple informal discipleship hey i'm on the way to soccer practice i got you guys in the car for a few minutes um and really let's just bring our third third point in so not only just keep it informal keep it short but keep it age-appropriate so I have no problem in this situation where mom's doing uh, family, what'd you call it, circle time yep. in the morning, and then, hey, in the afternoon, um, see, I have no problem with mom doing circle time in the morning, and then in the evening, um, we just grab the teenagers. Yeah. And we say, hey, we're going to do a little bit more serious discipleship. I really want to talk through some tougher topics with you guys. Right, which is
2: what you're doing right now. Yeah,
0: or you know what happens, guys? You know, family worship. You can plan it at the dinner table. You know when family worship is going to take place at our house? You know when family devotions? Let's pry open the Word of God together. Whenever I want to go to bed, that's when the kids want to talk. Oh, like yeah. Like late at night. And so, you know, I think, again, keep it informal, keep it short, keep it age-appropriate. Those are our very quick responses. Can we take one more quick break, and then we'll come back and wrap up this discussion?
2: Yep, let's do it.
0: Hey, this is John Wilkerson from The Wired Homeschool over at the thewiredhomeschool.com. You're listening to Fletch and Kendra on homeschooling in real life. Welcome back to Homeschooling in Real Life. You are listening to episode seventy-eight, Devotions for the Real Family. And we have had a lot of fun on this one. I feel like we I feel like we got back into our skin again. Like we're able to talk about real things. Yes. I'm hoping our listeners are appreciating it. I hope they haven't turned it off by now.
2: Well, you know what? What we're really hoping, like we always hope in every episode, is that you find the freedom and grace of Jesus to do what it is he's asking you to do. And what's he asking you to do? Love God and love others. So how do you love your family well? Do it in the way he's designed you to do it. Because you know what, Fletch? We didn't really talk about that either. There's moms and dads who have super different personalities. Yeah. yeah. So some families are going to be like, "Um, we're not singing yeah, right, right? <laughs> and that's okay. You know, I have a, a voice degree, so yes, we sing. <laughs> you know, or you, you, Kendra has
0: the voice degree, and yes, she sings.
2: Yeah, yeah, kids and I sing, yeah. but you, <laughs> <laughs> you like to draw. So yeah, we've done I mean you've done yeah. a lot of illustrating yeah. of stuff for them, you know, True. that they just stand around you or sit around you and True. watch you kind of draw some things, you know, whatever. That's your deal. Yeah. So there's so many ways. I mean, if you're a dad who loves science and nature and, you know, or True. I mean gosh, hey, go we said for we we're that. gonna do a
0: shout out to these people. Yeah? Who are we, we shouting out to? Sven and Liz. Yes, because Liz out of the Blue, like, we get text messages that, like, that's our new favorite episode. Okay. Okay, so Wait, Sven, wait a minute. No, wait, wait, gotta, wait. Okay, no, okay, no, 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 stop,
2: no, no. no. Stop, stop.
0: He is, like, sold out, like, came to faith in Christ based on evolution and creation. Yeah. And he yeah. loves to talk. These are, like, that's what his strength is. That's what he loves to talk to his kids about. Right. I, I don't know how he does family worship. I don't know. So if they're listening, I don't I'm I might be talking literally out of my nostrils. I don't know. But I would assume... That when he gets to that topic, he uncorks, unlike me, where it's like, oh, yeah, evolution, creation. You know, that's not my—that's not the thing that wows me. What wows me is always going to be uh, the human body or discovering the glory of God in technology or in— A film, or in art, or in literature, I will go. I go crazy when I tell about that.
2: Right, right, and and you know, same for me. It's let's go see this musical or this opera. Oh my goodness, listen to this opera. Listen to this voice. Listen to this. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, I'm getting like, oh, yes, yes that right of. there. Um, And that's our point. So what is your thing? What has God wired you to do? That's not a mistake. He has made you the mom you are, the dad you are. You know, we're going to have single parents listening to this too, Fletch. And this cannot ride all upon your back. You've got to know that God has given you exactly what he wants for those kids. And so, you know, do, do what works for you.
0: Now we want to challenge you as we're wrapping up this episode. As Kendra said, you know we want you to be able to live fearlessly and recklessly and free in Christ. If if you can grasp that, then homeschooling in real life, Fletch and Kendra were successful—fearless, reckless, and free.
2: Reckless meaning it doesn't matter what the world thinks. Yeah, it doesn't living, matter what your parents you are think. Living your kids for an think.
0: Audience of one. Yeah, that's right. So we want to challenge you um, to just consider simplifying family devotions. We want to challenge you uh, to realize that this doesn't ride on your shoulders. And lastly, and there's a reason I want this to be our last challenge, we don't want you to hope shift onto behavior and religion. Um, And by religion, I mean religious behavior and religious um, actions that you think will solve a problem. Um, Swing that pendulum back to the gospel. Now, Kendra, we need to wrap up the show. Why did I end on Hope Shifting?
2: We are so excited about our next episode because it is, in fact, going to be called hope shifting. And we we have not come up with that term on our own. I, I think our listeners who hear us say it all the time, and we know you all have you know, have been touched by this, your lives are being changed by this uh, this idea that our hope needs to be turned right back on Jesus and on God and what he's done for us. But this didn't originate with us. We didn't even make up the term. No. It originated with um, our pastor, Jim Applegate, and he is going to be with us next week talking all about hope shifting.
0: Right. And that's it's a bit of a repeat we've had had him on before, homeschooling uh, will save your children. Um, We are going to uh, go right back down this path. We're super excited. Yeah,
2: because it's never, ever, ever, ever redundant to remind ourselves who God is and what he's done for us. Yeah, this
0: won't be the last time we talk about it. It probably won't be the last time we have him on. So we are excited for next week. Now, until then, we threw a lot at you this week. We want you to respond back, okay? We hit the ball over to you, right? Just like Federer that's a good we're tennis. oh
2: you're so great. Yeah.
0: Now we're waiting for people to hit the ball back. We want to rally with you on this discussion. Oh man, you're
2: speaking my language. Yeah,
0: you cannot. If we served an ace, then we win. We just drove. <laughs> Fletch, I
2: love you. Yeah,
0: we just. <laughs> uh, we just drove this uh, down the line. No, but you put we the ball in the court. We want to hear back from you. Homeschoolinginreallife dot com is the website. If you're not a member, you need to go become a member of this website because first and foremost, head over to homeschoolingirl.com. It's our website. Become a member. Be the first to hear of everything we're doing. Uh, get backstage passes. Come on, party with the band in the backstage. <laughs> we uh, we want you to come backstage and hear, listen to exclusive content, listen to the fun we have. Uh, we want you to be part of our community. We want you to know in your heart, in your ears, what it means to live fearless and reckless and free for Christ. So, um, Kent, how do they become a subscriber?
2: You can become a subscriber by going to com slash subscribe. And I want to tell you why this week is a great week to become a subscriber. First of all, it's free. It costs you absolutely nothing, just like the podcast. But this week in particular, we have our monthly newsletter going out this Friday, and it is going to be packed. I mean, Packed with jam packed with Black Friday to Cyber Monday coupons from all kinds of companies that you will want to know about. So, homeschooling companies that um, you may already know that we love, that you love. So, don't forget to sign up to become a subscriber.
0: Okay, so that's how you become a member. Now, here's how you can help us. I, I make this plea every time. Go subscribe to us on iTunes. Really, the podcast will come directly to your listening device. You'll have to do no work. That's super easy. Secondly, leave a review on on iTunes for us. That'd be great. Tell us what you think. I don't care if it's positive or negative. Um, you can say whatever you'd like, but I'd say positive. That's what I would say. Um, also, uh, there's another way you can help this very free podcast. You have to go to our sponsors. You have to go to carolinescoffee.com use the code hirl you can go to homeschoolingirl.com slash coffee all the details are there um try out some of their coffee i'm drinking this uh, cup of nicaraguan tonight oh my goodness blowing my taste buds out of their mouth it's so good um and i i keep telling everybody that i've given coffee out to friends in town like cups of coffee like here have a sip of this coffee yeah that's the best coffee i've ever had Caroline's Coffee, Trace Fike, man, the guy roasts it in the store on a Diedrich coffee roaster. It is the best place. If you're ever in California, go up to Grass Valley, check it out. Um, I'm looking at the board, Ken. Here's what's coming up, and I want to start hearing from our listeners on a few of these. We have hope shifting coming up next week. Yes. We have a topic called raising kids and losing yourself. How to remember who you are in the mm-hmm. midst of homeschooling and parenting. Oh, man, killer one, Jesus versus Santa. I don't even know what that topic's about yet, but I'm sure we've probably just lost a listener, right? They're probably (laughs) just like, well, I'm not even going to listen. I'm stopped listening now, and I'm not going to listen in the future. And uh, we are just trying to wrap up this fall school season uh, with a bunch of good episodes before the new year. So so thank you again for being great listeners. Thanks for being a part of this community. And we could not do it without you and without hearing from you. Pick up your email, info at homeschoolingirl.com. Go to your Facebook and go to facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. Or tweet to us, I love getting our tweets, at homeschoolirl. We need to hear from you, our community, as to what we're doing, how we're doing, what we're saying, how we're saying. And if we're encouraging or offending you, please let us know.
2: Don't let us know if we're offending you. No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week.
1: You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.